Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, podcast fans of all ages, welcome to Living in the Past! Oh my god. Thank you. It is another episode of Living in the Past. We are a uh, 1990s podcast going through a month of the 90s every week. We're in our 1991 season. It is our August episode. And we have a returning guest, Mr. Andrew Golding. He of Ghostbat, Ivory Peacocks, Profiteers, The Nasty, and the music for this podcast. Goodness me. Yeah, you got a lot in your place. What a resume. So. <laughs> um, and as always, uh, joining me is my co-host, uh, Ben Ray. Ah, oh, you remembered me. Hey. It's twice now. I know. Hi, Thanks. Ben. <laughs> Hi, Andrew. Can I call you Andrew? I don't know. Do you prefer Can you? Andy? That's weird. Yeah, don't call me Andrew. Yeah. I like full names. Unless you think he's in trouble. If he can... is in trouble. Okay. <laughs> are you a Benjamin or were your parents lazy and just named you Ben? No, I'm a Benjamin. Okay. Yeah. And when I started my new job, I told everyone I was Benjamin. So for like a week, everyone's calling me Benjamin. Wow. In yeah, it's kind of th- nice. In year three, we had a relief teacher for like a term. And I said at the start that my name is Paul Daniel Lumsden and just to be a dick. And for the rest of the term, she three-named me. <laughs> and I was like, well played. <laughs> well played. Do you remember that episode of Roseanne? Yes. Where- <laughs> Did you know what I'm talking about? I remember most of them. <laughs> Where she called him by his entire name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, um, I think there's one of friends one. It's like, what are you middle naming me for? It's like, mm. you know you're in trouble. Anyway. Uh, before we get into the 90s, let's get into what we're listening to and uh, consuming now. We're called, it's called Living in the Now. Andy, what have you been watching, listening, reading, whatever? Well, I have recently watched all of The Mandalorian. <gasps> Ooh. Which... <laughs> Oh, yeah, the RSVP to that party. <laughs> yeah, I, I decided that I wasn't going to get um, a subscription to the Disney Plus until all of the Mando was out. Okay, uh, and then finally did, and just lapped it up. It was. What do you think of the end? I'm trying to remember it now. Maybe not that much. Um, <laughs> with, but, uh, with the with the Skywalker. Oh yeah, because I I remember seeing the tweet. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mark Hamill's like, ah, it was me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I yeah. We've I've talked. We talked about it before. Like, uh, was, I thought the NG hater was the little is the post Jabba's. the post credit sequence yeah. where like went to Jabba's palace, and then Boba Fett's on Jabba's throne, mm. like all like, look at my Boba Boba dick. Okay. And, like, and like it just it just yeah. <laughs> Boba Fett. That <laughs> That's the that's the tagline for the new season. <laughs> John Favreau just uh, does he look it. like a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Say what again? Um. <laughs> <laughs> when did Samuel L. Jackson come back into Star Wars? <laughs> oh um, man, I would love that. Yeah. Mace Windu. <laughs> Get him, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, loved it. Loved it. Uh, okay, cool. So, I watched that. We have also been watching all of um, the Marvel movies in, okay. in uh, chron- chronological order. I've tried that twice and failed. Oh, God. So, we, we're currently up to Infinity War, I think, Ooh. which is quite, quite wow. a ways in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only one we've skipped is Ant-Man. You don't I like Ant-Man? Kate wouldn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> what is she got against Paul? Is she the only not? I don't. Well, we watched Ant Man and Wasp, and and she liked that. So I don't know. She was just like, "No, nah, I'm not watching that." That's Paul Rudd is clearly like the best person in the whole universe. <laughs> Surely, doesn't she want to know the origins of Ant Man? I don't think so. Also, little ants moving sugar cubes around. It's I so mean, cute. It's so cute. Cinematic genius. And the Thomas the Tank Engine bit. That's pretty funny. I don't remember that. Is that, that, is that that one? Yeah, uh, it is, yeah. Is it? Oh, where he's tied to the tracks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It must be because it wasn't in Ant-Man and Wasp. Yeah. Unless I was looking at my phone during that part. Still, that's very <laughs> impressive to be that far in. Yeah. Thanks. Are you going to do WandaVision as well? Like, oh, so we watched that. Okay, yeah. Um, Which also we really liked. Um, I still haven't watched it yet because I feel like I'm... I don't know where, where... I don't know anything about it. I, I think, think it's, it's reasonably standalone. Okay. Like, yeah. Reasonably pointless. 
I mean, I liked it, but I'm like, ah, what did I get out of this? <laughs> Is that why you watch things for? For you? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen doesn't need me to watch it. She doesn't care. Uh, I um, Let's stay on the Disney train here. Um, so they just re- released uh, the vintage Star Wars movies, the Ewok Adventures. So after Return of the Jedi, they released two movies just about the Ewoks. Yeah. One called Caravan of Courage and one called Battle for Endor. And Caravan of Courage. Caravan of Courage. Ewoks in a caravan. Ewoks. Is Cliff Richard there? <laughs> um, Is that why you're wearing that shirt? I didn't. I as I was putting this on today, I'm like, it's the shirt that I grabbed, but I'm I'm, I'm happy. Okay. My indoor shirt. Um, yeah. My son watched it with me, and I was like, I was like, oh, he's not going to last this because it's pretty bad. It is fucking bad. Like even nostalgia doesn't make that movie any better but we got through was this related at all from you watching robin hood and the ewok village in robin hood a little bit yeah (laughs) i listened to that episode today yeah and felt really nostalgic for the 90s (laughs) Um, (laughs) and remembered that i had a little robin hood figure Ooh, like like prince of pt yeah yeah yeah, are you sure it was him and not vigo from ghostbusters they were in the same thing. <laughs> wow, maybe they repackaged a bunch yep. of them. <laughs> Double check the tan marks. Well, so here's the thing. Uh, a few years ago, um, my mum said to me, oh, look, I've got a box of all of your toys yeah. that I've just been moving around with me. Okay. Do you want to take them? And at that point, I was going through a like Marie Kondo thing. Like, I don't want any crap in my life. I don't need any extra stuff. I'm trying to have an empty house. Please throw them all away. (gasps) She did. Shit. And so that's like, so he was probably in there. Robin Hood. Uh, Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. Uh. Wrestling toys. So Mm. much. So I like. Twenty-five-year-old me was a fucking idiot. (laughs) Because thirty-four-year-old me is very (laughs) sad. Sorry, I have to play this while you're saying that you lost your Robin Hood. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, look, man, if only everything I did was for me, like... (laughs) Well, who was it for? Well, I guess ner- it was for me. For, but- the ner- for the nerdy toy collector that went to the Red Cross store the next day and go, oh my gosh. That's if they got donated. Oh, she might have just chucked oh. them. Yeah. Oh. How, could, how good could it have been though, really? I mean... My friend's dad was a garbo when I was growing up. A garbo. Yeah, that's what they used to call him. And like, he had so much stuff. But That it was, was when bins were like bins. Yeah. Not wheelie bins. And that's when they would get the good stuff. So like, my friend had like a lot of stuff but then you'd work out that it, his parents didn't buy it for him his dad just found it in the car everything has a this weird smell to it yeah it's all dirty <laughs> they also had a porn room um nice. <laughs> just <laughs> that's where he got all this porn mm, from wow <laughs> uh, hey where'd you get all this stuff man oh from my dad <laughs> we went all out of the porn room <laughs> <laughs> uh, going back into the 90s and this is the events Oh, okay. I wasn't watching anything lately. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Sorry, I used to. Be. No, no, no. <laughs> Were you watching anything? She's not else? even here. <laughs> Shut up, Ben. Andy's here. <laughs> Would you like to say something? No, I just I watched a couple average films, so it's fine. We can move on. Like what? No, no. You don't want to know. <laughs> We're recording another one, so you can tell us. So. No, <laughs> we'll see. He's not here for that one, so you can. Uh, all no. my attention will be given to you. <laughs> A dagger, a dagger <laughs> through my heart. Um, so, to your shitty events, Paul. A few things happen. Um, oh. So, www is used for the first time on the internet. Um, what were the they next... doing before that? They're <laughs> just hanging around. <laughs> so just, they just w- open up a web browser and just waited for something to happen. It was www.boob.com. <laughs> it's like, oh, nothing came up. Um, uh, Alan Partridge character. Appears for the first time on the BBC radio. On the radio? Yeah, so he started off on the radio. That makes sense. Yep. So uh, one of our favourite characters here on the show. 750,000 people um, watched Paul Simon in Central Park. 750,000 people. That's amazing. Yeah. That's truly amazing. Big park. But now, like, you got five people in song costumes. <laughs> they just run. <laughs> I feel like... 
half a moon of those couldn't see anything. Oh, nah. Or hear anything. Actually, I'd say there was just that many people in the park. They weren't there to see it or listen to it. They just happened to be in the park. Yeah. What it's... time was he on? Yeah, Paul, tell dusk. us more. Dusk. dusk. Okay. I think Paul Simon's a dusk person. Like it's a day on the green and he's second yeah. to last. Yeah. And the sun's or he's doing just a in his eyes. Oh, it'd be, it would be a long. Yeah. I think it was the one, in, and I I could be wrong, it, I think it was one that uh, Garfunkel came out for a little bit. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, it would have been. Yeah. That's a big deal. That's uh, good timing as well because he's in the news again lately. Is he? What did he do? He sold all. Did you? Oh yeah, this? he sold all his music to Sony. Yeah, yeah. And everyone said he was a sellout, and Dylan was better. <laughs> oh no, not sorry. It's New York Times said you'll be a footnote in Dylan's legacy or something. Do you think Paul Simon gives a shit about what anyone thinks of him anymore? It's not anymore. No. He's fucking loaded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See him later. And Bob Dylan's probably oh, maybe I should do that. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> Bob Dylan's still trying to get vertical. That's how it oh my god, is Bob Dylan Monty Burns? Shut up a little bit. <laughs> um, a lot of celebrities did some shit stuff this month. Um, well, not some uh. shit stuff. But Santana got arrested for marijuana. Who? Santana. Oh. I thought you said Sam Tanner. Like yeah, Sam, Sam Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Oldman got done for drunk driving. I'm, I'm really disappointed in Gary Oldman. Yeah. That's not good enough, mate. It's um, just going to get worse. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till he picks up a phone. Oh, dear. Um, and Rick James... <laughs> uh, <laughs> called someone a bitch. <laughs> him, him and his girlfriend um, got arrested for kidnapping a 24-year-old and... Holding her hostage up for six days and tying her up and forcing her to perform sex acts. What? And burning her legs and abdomen with the hot end of a crack cocaine pipe. What the fuck? Yeah. Is this a Bailey Sarian episode? No, this is this is this is James, Rick James. He's like, this is like the uh, I would say the lowest point of his career. I hope so. Um, yeah. He, <laughs> Hopefully, of, it didn't get any worse. A yes. lot of Jesus. a lot of people don't realize what a piece of shit he was, but like, yeah. And then, like, Dave Chappelle yeah. did his whole thing. <laughs> yeah, cocaine's a hell of a drunk, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, this is a... And I think going into what we've said a few times is that it was the tabloid decade. So, mm. like, people don't... Like, there's no movie studios were, like, paying heaps of money to people to, like, cover up their celebrity shit anymore. It was just all on the front page. Oh, uh, I think some celebrities still got covered uh, up. It's, it was, I can think of two that... Eddie Murphy and Hugh Grant <laughs> need a better publicist than a couple of mm. years' time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like, um, and no one, like, everyone was ratting on everyone. So, like, this is like the tell all decade. It was like the start of everyone just like, let's just, like, we want all the dirt and we're going to start chasing. This is like reporters chasing people down the street, like, for interviews and photos. That's kind of the nice thing now when, I don't know, like, when a celebrity dies mm. and something terrible doesn't come out about them. Like, if it didn't come out while they're alive, didn't come out after they died. Surely they're they're nice. You know, grace period. <laughs> it's like, no, yeah, probably. Yeah. But still, um, in Australia, we had a massacre in a Sydney shopping centre. Seven people died from a, a guy just started shooting. Really? Yeah. Um, called what the shopping Strath- centre? Strathfield uh, massacre in Strathfield shopping centre in Sydney. Wow. Um, he was having his, he had a couple of cups of coffee and then just started shooting up. I think it was like um like a cafe and then he just started walking through the mall. Like that one was it this year or last year? That guy that just got up one morning and just went and just went and started shooting people. Yeah, because yeah. his neighbour called him a doll bludger. That's the thing. Like, and then got a chico roll. We. I was just yeah. so casual about their murdering, but we people wondered why when Martin Bryant. The Port Arthur massacre happened. Um, why there was such a big thing? It's like it wasn't just that. It was like we had like a bunch of history with like shoot ups, like um, and and massacres and stuff like that. So yeah, um, yeah. I always thought that was like the one and only one Australia had. Yeah, mm. I'm starting to find more and more that there was like a lot more. Um, that just I happened s- to be. The I recently biggest. saw the the rally too that John Howard spoke at, where he was telling gun owners that you're gonna have to. There's no more automatic weapons, and it was like. I'll never say this again. Props to John Howard because that was a scary crowd that he was just getting in front of and just going, you're done. And it was like, I would... <laughs> it's just the amount of people in that crowd that could have had weapons on them at that time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's oh, lucky yeah. Australia doesn't have its own Charlton Heston though. Like, yeah. we don't have a public figure that, 
figure that's going to stand up and oppose it. Yeah, yeah. We don't have like a strong NRA uh. sort of thing, so. Uh, well, good stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hurricane Bob hit North Carolina and New England. Um, 17 people died. $1.5 billion damage. Wow. That's a lot of money in 1991 cheese dollars. That's a lot of cheese. Do you, do you think this hurt the box office takings for What About Bob? <laughs> that came out a couple months ago. <laughs> yes, I think anything Probably. associated with Bob had a bit of a down note. Or might have helped it. <laughs> um, and there was the dissolution of the Soviet Union. We haven't, like, that's been going on all uh. this season. Uh, <laughs> every month I hear about this like, uh. um, so this is when I actually all the Soviet <laughs> Union completely disbanded there's no more hammer and sickle red flag anymore um, Russia finally got back their red white and blue flag um, we won't talk about it ever again you happy? sorry what? <laughs> I, I love that you're just like oh I'm so sick and tired oh, so of hearing sick. about the Soviet Union he oh, went a huge on about amount the- of people that got like you know got independence for their countries <laughs> Oh, what a drag. <laughs> well, look what happened to them now. So much for that. Okay. Should have stuck with it. <laughs> I, don't think you I don't know enough about Russia. I don't think you know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. God, this podcast is about to be hacked. <laughs> <laughs> um, the results of the podcast will be tampered with. All right. Let's 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 move on from events and let's go to um, the thing that I go, about. Sport. Yeah, everybody wins and everybody loses. Okay, so now I've got two douchebags. If, if it makes you feel better, I have cut down my sports section. Oh, you're not just reading random scores out? like. No, I'm still doing that, but I'm doing service. less of it to leave time for Andrew and his okay. sports news. I have one thing to talk about, and it's not that interesting. So, like, i got, I got an idea of what you're going to talk about. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say that mine is interesting, but I can... On you go. On okay. Um, the handball championships happened. Jesus Christ. Women's and the men's. Okay. Uh, South Korea won the women's handball championships. Oh, well, they Is this would. The, an international handball championship? Yeah. Four square. No, well, this is the Asian region. Is it four square? No, handball is like. <laughs> I know what it is. <laughs> I don't. Oh, really? Handball is basically which, like which basketball, one? soccer. Yeah. Have you ever. It's like soccer, but you Dude, carry the ball around and you YouTube throw it, to it each other. later on. It's, handball's like a brutal sport. It's pretty, pretty full on. It's good. Yeah. It's really good. Sounds like wrestling, but with all this annoying sport. <laughs> it's kind of like wrestling, but with a ball. Yeah. And a goal. See, I reckon if you take away and the ball point. and the goal... And no one knows what's going to happen at the end of it. an amazing... <laughs> amazing feats of strength. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> um, so the men's uh, version didn't finish until September, so you have to come back oh. for the results on that. Oh, I'm going to be here anyway. <laughs> uh, the US Open. Golf for tennis. <laughs> you know what it was. <laughs> But I can't tell you who won because that also finished in September. Oh, I'm on tender hooks. Uh, the Belgian and hung- Hungarian Grand Prix. Grand Prix. Grand Prix. <laughs> <laughs> the Belgian and Hungarian GP. Senna won them both. Um, <laughs> and then there was some AFL uh, season finished up. It didn't go very well. Let's uh, move on to Andrew's news. So, all that happened in the world of wrestling in August 1991. <laughs> Should was... we mention that we've moved on from sports to wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're in the wrestling section now. Yeah, okay, back to cool. events. Um, <laughs> uh, SummerSlam 1991. Right, happened um, on the 26th of August, and uh, that is when Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth had their on-screen wedding. Uh, which uh, Gene Okerlund called a match made in heaven. Um, they had actually been married since 1984. That's sweet. Oh. Um, Is that Macho Man Randy Savage? Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably, I didn't know but, that was a real thing. Probably at this point he might have been the Macho King. Ooh. I'm not 100% sure. Did he give himself that crown? Yeah, I, I, I'm not 100% sure on the whole story behind that. Um, and as far as the matches go... Uh, like the the main event was Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior uh, tag teaming against Colonel Mustafa, General Adnan, and Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, oh, for JoJo. So it was a handicap match with Sid Justice as what? a special guest referee. What is a handicap match? Is that what I think it means? Um, I think it's just it's two against three. Okay, all right. Um, I enjoyed watching like so when um. Uh, when I was working in one of my jobs at Sanity, 
the wrestling section got moved from one company to another. So I had to go through and like uh, discount sticker all of them because like Shock wasn't um, uh, Shock wasn't distributing them. I think Madman stuff. Sure. So from like the the rest the WrestleManias from the early to the late and like it looks so shit in the eighties and nineties. It looks like it's just someone's backyard or like someone's like <laughs> uh, garage that they've just put a ring in and then it's like gets steadily like you know bigger 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 and then like you know in the two thousands it's just like a limp biscuit uh, concert on fucking steroids it really was yeah but and like all the and then there was I'm reasonably certain there was one where limp biscuit played at Wrestlemania uh, no doubt <laughs> um, but they're so and they're so sweaty back in the 80s like it's like obviously like they didn't really I mean they were sweaty back in, in the 90s and 2000s but like the lighting wasn't their friend back in the day <laughs> and they were all hairy they yeah yeah shave and, stuff. and like they're, they're up against each other and you can just feel like like uh, Hulk Hogan's head against someone else's chest and it's like oh you could <laughs> like when your dad hugs you after the beach you're like oh dad don't hug me at the beach you're all slimy I don't know if it's sunscreen or sweat or salt water I don't want any no that didn't happen to anyone else what's it like no, to be just hugged me? by your dad <laughs> when he's dressed I don't know <laughs> Did you never touch someone else at the beach? <laughs> Paul's not an outdoorsy type. He's never been to the beach. Uh, if I was at the beach, I would have a t-shirt on. So when when I was invited to the beach, like uh, in the last five years, so like, I was with the kids and I have like my chinos and like a jacket on. And it's like chinos. Yeah, I like that. Like chinos. chinos to the beach. Yeah, I thought I you'd be like, wearing I jeans. Just, I just don't. I don't look good in jeans. What? Did you say you'd wear jeans? No, I thought Paul would wear oh. jeans and a denim shirt. <laughs> Triple denim. Let's go on to film. (laughs) Alright, so um, the ones that were released we've got Body Parts, Doc Hollywood, Rover Dangerfield, Delirious, Double Impact, Pure Luck, The Commitments, Barton Fink, Dead Again, and Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. Did anyone watch any of these? Nope. I really wanted to watch Delirious. I forgot that Double Impact was out. Double Impact's pretty fun to watch. But that's not the... Two Van Dams. Two. In spandex. Ah, yeah. I I always get confused with that in Double Team. Yeah, so Double Team's got... uh, Rodman. Rodman. That one's better. Uh, Double Impact. It is Van Dam playing twins. Wow. Um, And he does it... What? And you know what? I've said this before. I have to give him mucho props. He's the best of the action guys. Like, he is... He puts he puts he puts us all in. I get a lot of I get a lot of shit on this pod for the erection I have for James A. Caster. Okay, but you and Jean Claude Van Damme is is a bit much. I think I think we need to tone it down a little bit. I think it's because I just assumed that he was dumb and actiony, and then I started watching it. Yes, and I was like, but there's something about him that I think is just gives it a bit more like I don't know. I said tone it down, Paul. I just like him. Uh, <laughs> he likes him way too much. Body Parts is about a guy who is in a car accident and then he gets um, given a serial killer's arm and it controls him. <laughs> and it's pretty funny. Cool. <laughs> it's not supposed to be funny, but it's pretty funny. Oh. <laughs> is that a rip of um, Evil Dead? Uh, it's, I think it's like... It's, well, it's, then it would be funny, surely. Yeah, it's, this is not as... Well, it's it's okay. not meant to be funny, but it's pretty funny. Right. Um, Doc Hollywood, uh, Michael J. Fox, my boy... The more I think about it, the more disappointed I am. How? Why? Because it's just like, I keep being that guy, but I'm getting tired of white men in films being so shit and coming out on top. He's so sleazy and gross to her for the first half of the film. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, hang on. Sleazy and gross doesn't work. Oh, I'm in love with you now. Let's be happily ever after. That seems to be like, especially the rom-coms <sighs> that we're doing this season... Every story is like that. It's like the guy does like a bunch of shitty, shitty stuff. And then it's like he has like a redemption. And it's like, oh, he's slightly better now. Good on him. Credits. <laughs> <laughs> Happily um, ever after. Like, I did like the film. And I grew up enjoying it. And there's a pig in it. And he saves the pig. He does save the pig. And it's very cute. But Michael J. Fox doesn't suit being a sleaze. Michael J. Fox could be fucking present as far as I'm concerned. I love him and I'll watch anything that he does. Would it be Michael J. Fox or would it be Alex P. Keaton? 
Uh, either, it doesn't matter. I, I actually like his role in Spin City the best. I fucking love that show. Um, Def- definitely not Marty McFly though, huh? No, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Moved on from that. Um, Robo Dangerfield is Roddy Dangerfield as a dog in an animated film, and it's so inappropriate, <laughs> but it's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> if you want to watch this on Prime, oh, okay. or Prime or Netflix, it's like it's it's surprisingly available. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of it before. Nah, it's uh, it was, there was because a big kids movie of this year was Beauty and the Beast, but uh, there's a couple of other ones, and this is one of them. If this is a kids film. It's a kids film. With Dangerfield. Yeah, it's like, Mum, can we go see the kids film with that, like, sexist comedian <laughs> doing the voice for the dog? Is it inappropriate? Awesome. It's not, it's just weird him being, like, and he's not a bad dude. Like, he's, he's, he's just, I wouldn't put him in a kids film, though. I just see him as always being the same character. Like his Simpson character. It's like putting 90s Chris Rock as the lead of, like, a, of a, of a kids Horror film? Oh. Oh, yeah. That's good. <laughs> um... The, Have you seen oh, the trailer for that? I did. Have you seen the trailer for the new Saw? No, there's a new Saw. Yeah, um, Chris Rock basically. Well, it's fun- not Saw, Saw. It's well, it's like it's in the same is universe as Saw. Jigsaw. Um, yeah, it's called. Yeah. But like it's um. But yeah. I think he produced. I think he like funded it, and he's also the, the lead character in it. Chris Rock. Yeah, it's weird, but it reminds me very much of Lethal Weapon. Like uh, I guess he can pull it off, but I'm also not buying it at all. Yeah. Uh, we also got uh, Barton Fink, which I watched as a Coen Brothers movie. Really awesome. If you like John Goodman, fuck, good John Goodman um, movie. And Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man is fucking awful. <laughs> it's, um, I don't know what it is. It's Mickey Rourke oh. and um, the dude from uh, Miami Vice, Don Johnson. Oh. And it's, it's not a good pairing. It's not a good pairing. It'd be like uh, cheese and shit. <laughs> Which one is cheese? I don't know. <laughs> More like shit and shit. Um, yeah, and the commitments. Commitments like my, my brother fucking oh. loved that movie. Like it's like, and that's pretty good. Like, I remember enjoying it, but like I know the songs intimately because we played a lot of them in high school. In Everyone played Mustang band. Sally or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I and like, I remember my dad loved it, and like, we had the CDs. Um, it was like this. Uh, oh, thick, remember like when the thick, the double, the, yeah, 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 like CDs when they came in in with two discs, they were super thick, yeah, and it was like it was two massive cases stuck together, yeah, it was that, and they're really hard to open, uh, and, mm. if, and if they break, um, like they used to, because like you know those are the compilation CDs that people bought from Sanity when I worked there, and if they broke it, they'll come in like cover replacement cover, replacing the the inserts into mm. the new oh man oh, it's yeah. like it's ridiculous like and <laughs> every time they came in I'm like no we can't fix them <laughs> 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 I'll give you a refund before I have wow. to try and do this um, yeah Commitments was um, pretty big in our house like my brother fucking loved that film um, I don't think I ever saw it surprising because like it's usually like a any kid that's part of the UK I think would have watched it I guess I wasn't a kid that was part of the UK well you were though <laughs> Well, apparently not. <laughs> um, if you like soul music, I can't stand Mustang Sally. By the way, I fucking hate that song. I don't know why. It just it irks me. I think every I wish my face like translated to every pub because I'm, I'm shocked. Every pub cover band. It's like, yeah. all right, we're gonna round out night. I don't. Sally. <laughs> what a tune! It's a banger. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> don't you take that back. <laughs> Bob will agree with me. Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> Anyone um, who was in the uh, Salisbury's High School concert band would agree. But Bob was also <laughs> going to call out some powder finger bangers, isn't he? Yeah. And those are not two words you can have in the same sentence. Mm. Powder bangers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, going on to television. <laughs> Hang so, on. So when, glad when you didn't say that the delirious before, is that Eddie Murphy delirious? No, it's uh, John Candy. Um, he's a... Uh, scriptwriter for a soap opera and he gets in a car accident and he wakes up in his in the soap opera like in the world of the soap opera huh. and he has he can control people in it by typing on his mag- magical typewriter it's pretty fun oh, okay. <laughs> he he wears the exact same thing he wore in uncle buck throughout the whole thing <laughs> like is he just doing that on his pretty breaks? much he was just like <laughs> oh, on the way home i was like i'll do delirious too <laughs> uh television Okay, so Nick Toon started. 
Doug, Ren and Stimpy, and Rugrats. Amazing. Uh, Classics. Fucking hell. Like, imagine that. Well, I'm yeah. not sure I remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, I don't know, Rugrats? Like, out of all the Ren and Stimpy, it was my favourite. Um, Those are like three hugely different demographics when you look at it now. Mm. They are too, yeah. Because Doug was like the... Doug was kind of like the thing you had to watch to get to something better. Like, you don't mind watching it, but it's... I remember loving Doug. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, he... um, <laughs> When he went to the new town and said, like... Because I guess that's the whole premise of the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, They all say, to get a haircut, they all say, I'm going to get my ears lowered. And that has just always stuck with me. Yeah. His girlfriend, Patty Mayonnaise. Yeah. I think that's yeah. her name. Yep. Um... Yeah, the, I, do, I don't know. I weird, loved it, and I, I always bring it up. But the weird green dude—that's the only thing that sort of took me. It's out of that a cartoon, show. Paul. I fucking hate. Like, but oh. why? Why is he green? Come what on. was his name? Eh, it doesn't matter. Melvin Alvin. Um, yeah, um, I like Doug. I just—I remember loving Nick too. And this might be because you were born in '86. 85. 85. Okay, so we're Same reasonably thing. similar ages, whereas you're just a couple years older than us. Yeah. Which might explain why you loved Ren and Stimpy at the time. Yeah. Um, and I loved Rugrats. Like, Rugrats was my show. I fucking loved that when I was a kid. Yeah, Rugrats was the one that, like, I think it... I think I disregarded it a little bit because I was like, oh, it's, it's a little bit too kiddy, but, like, it's actually got some pretty decent concepts in it, especially the movies. Like, my kids really love the movies, and I watched it recently... One of them, I was like, oh, this is really good. Mm. This is, like, um, really imaginative, really good writing. Have you heard the theory that um, Tommy is the Doctor? As in Doctor Who? <laughs> He's always carrying around a screwdriver and getting into mischief. Huh. And, yeah. like That's a good theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because he's got, like... Uh, they also... Because I was, I was always a big fan, and still am, of, like, any show that would do a... Um, parody like i remember the indiana jones one was like always amazing like yeah oh, they parodied yeah, yeah. and it was still in that weird time of like i think it's a couple where i'm like do you reckon kids that are watching this would know what the movie they're parodying like it's just i didn't know that simpsons was parodying um indiana jones when i first watched that episode. yeah yeah no idea we'll get on to it too but like um animatics was a big one of like let's do parodies of movies from the 60s and 70s like how would any kid know about this like and it's like you know after i asked my dad i'm like Dad, I know Maniacs. Here's a premise. And he's like, yeah, that's Godfather. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that's <laughs> wow. what's so genius. Like, kids buy it and lap it all up because it's completely yeah. original to them. So easy to rip things off. Yeah. Um, we also had, uh, in Australia, surprisingly, Oprah premiered. Um, oh, she'd been going was, for a while, And it was huh? on at night. Yeah, that's weird. I, like... What, was she on at like seven or something? Was she competing with Home and Away? It was, um, so Channel 10, um, I think is the youngest station of all our stations. And it was like, for a while, like the trashy one. Not saying that Oprah's trash, but like, (laughs) they had like a lot of the Sounds like that's what you're saying, Paul. Um, they had a lot of the Fox stuff. And like, I think they were just the one where, they were kind of like the new kids of like, like, yeah, we'll put Oprah on at seven o'clock at night. What are you going to do about it? Like, you know, um. I guess though, she was a big deal. You want her at like a prime time. And th- you put that, her on at one where she ended up like who's yeah. gonna watch that? And that means that they were that she was going up against um, uh, Home and Away eh. like, at the same time. But that I mean Home and Away in 1991 was like fucking gangbusters for Channel Seven. Was it? Yeah. Huh. That was like the that was the glory days, the golden age. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's uh, let's let's that's all. That's that's it for you know what. Um, no law and order minute. Ah, oh, devastating. You miss out, Andrew. What? You miss I, out the law and order minute. section of the, the law and order minute where I uh, recount the law and order episodes for, the, for this particular month. But there was no law, law and order. Well, it's oh. twice now this year. It's uh, Did it get cancelled? Is it struggling? Um, I feel like the show's not doing very well. I'm just going to say law and order minute again because every time I do that, I'm going to put the theme song in after I say law and order minute. <laughs> We're gonna get caught on that. Are you putting the whole song? theme song? Are yeah, it's you like a little, little, dun, dun. little, no, no, it's like a little, little song. I feel like you need to use less and less of the song every time you mention. Moving it. on to music. Okay. <laughs> now, truth be told, this is the reason that we wanted uh, Andy on 
because this is a pretty landmark uh, time for both of you. Like, I know that you're not a huge Metallica fan, but like, you're big. Like, you. The, I like Metallica. Yeah, and yeah. Like, it's funny. i so re-listening to Metallica, the the Black Album that came out in August. Yeah. Um. I feel I feel like it. Uh, they got panned for it because it was their sellout album. You know, like yeah. there's a lot of extra production. There's like um, orchestra stuff in there, beautiful harmonies, uh, lots of acoustic guitar. Yeah. And I was listening to it, going, man. A, it's really good. I liked it a lot. Yeah. B, like I feel like it's the precursor for new metal. Oh yeah. When I was listening to it myself, I was like, yeah. I was like, we've done it a few times where you listen. Well, I think we're doing our Nevermind thing too. Listening to something that they don't know at that time what this is going to do, mm. and that makes it like really, really fun to listen to because it's like. They had no idea, like, this is, like... Because at this time, I don't think they were being played on radio that much. They were, like... They had a couple of, like, okay releases. Um, but, like, this is the album that's just going to, like, be bought for, like, decades. So, I, I was reading about it. It's, like, they had five singles. Yeah. Right? Out of... And there's well, barely five good songs on there, right? <laughs> I didn't know how Metallica Crazy you work. I listened to it on the way up here, and mm. I was a little bit scared... Because all I could keep thinking was... So in high school, this was not a huge album for me, but like I found it in high school. Mm. I was keen on it. But I would put it almost in the same category as Limp Biscuits, chocolate, Ooh. stuffish. Is that That's not fair. No, it's not at all. <laughs> it seems quite mean. But for me at the time, like that's where I'd rank them But then you're saying the birth of new metal, but maybe it... Yeah, that's what I mean. Like They make sense. That's Limp Biscuit came from some of those songs yeah well, that's how i was thinking about it yeah. i was listening to it going man like you know and having seen limp biscuit and seen them play some metallica songs i, I know that oh, they're fans oh, well so during <laughs> during the show um someone broke a string or something so they just started jamming the eighth or the ninth string on their fucking yeah. stupid <clears throat> guitars yeah <laughs> something like that um so they just started jamming I can't remember what song it was, but it was just like, oh, okay, right. They're obviously Metallica fans. And then um, listening to it going, man, there's no Limp Biscuit, There's no System of a Down like yeah. without this album. And I think part of it is making metal accessible to a much wider audience. Yeah. Whereas I- like you listen to the album before and Justice for All, mm. and it's like, this isn't vastly different. There's a lot more of those thrash moments. And obviously Metallica yeah. are known for being one of the big four of thrash. And there are a lot more of those, yeah, like I said, thrash moments on Injustice for All. Um, but I don't see the Black Album as being wildly different yeah. to that. It's definitely a Metallica album, but it's not a thrash album. They had yeah. a listening party for it at Madison Square Garden. So that, that doesn't surprise me at all. But that's like, I mean, I know it's like a, a, a studio thing, like a, a record company thing. Like James Hetfield said, like our album got played at Madison Square Garden before we actually played mm. live there, which is weird. Um, but but maybe that would have like, been kind of the era as well. Like music was getting so huge and albums were just getting bigger and bigger when they, they came out. They didn't change record companies. It was the same one, but maybe they're just like, oh, maybe we, we believe in this one. We'll, we'll pump out some more. And then like they got onto radio and it was a, big big things so. mm. um the other major release was um a ben's alley which is the release of 10 by pearl jam hello <laughs> um <laughs> there's a gl- <laughs> the glow from the- <laughs> i'm enjoying that That's yeah i think cool. you'll um so this is obviously a huge landmark for the um well the, the music style of <laughs> magenta um, face mine's pink the music style of uh grunge and like you know just the start is when you think about it it's it's the start of two genres by two albums really well you'd say it was the end of one genre and the beginning of another (laughs) (laughs) true um because from my growing up a lot of metal heads said that grunge killed metal yeah but i don't know whether i think that was glam metal i don't think metallica was still in the same they're not like um poison and no um, uh Motley Crue and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, like, in, in you know, if you look at the whole world of metal, 
I would say that Metallica are a hard rock band. Yeah. You know, I think that's being generous. You know, they're like, they're not the most brutal, evil band that ever existed. No, they're not um, Sepultura. No. Or Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> but like, um, I they're mean, the poster in the 90s, boys for you've it. got things like, um, uh, like the the black metal bands, um, like Burzum. Yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. And these guys are fucking burning down churches and killing, literally killing each other. Yeah, yeah. And they're making this evil, evil music. And then you've got Metallica going slightly above, like Pearl Jam, really. Yeah, like they're slightly yeah, harder yeah, than yeah. Pearl Jam. Like, maybe like we'll it's... we'll crank the gain a little bit on our amps. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know, like. It, it's now that I'm I'm old and I'm I've, I feel like I've heard a massively wide range of music. It's all just music, and I, like there's a lot of a lot of talk about you know oh, like that was their sellout album. Or do you remember it, the first time you listened to it? Like yeah, where you first got? I reckon it was in high school, and so I was probably fifteen or sixteen. I had a burnt copy, <laughs> um, which is obviously after the whole Napster thing. Um, yeah. And I remembered, like, like I... They did not come out of that, the, the being the good guys. No, no, not at all. No. Um, they, went, they went around that uh, the completely wrong way. Yeah. And I, I remember drawing the the cover... Like, and so I oh, drew. Nice. I drew nice. it using so just black. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I just drew the snake and the Metallica logo on a cool. white piece of paper. We'll get onto that snake in a sec. Um, the ten. Do you remember the first time you? Uh, mine's not as cool. My brother had ten and verses on each side of a cassette. Okay. Oh, yeah. Wow. So not the full albums. Um, this would have been ninety-eight or ninety-nine. So I was like thirteen-ish, fourteen-ish. Mowing the lawn with a cassette, headphones, yep. just up and back, up and back, listening to ten and verses over and over. Yeah, <laughs> that's all was, I had. The lawn was like to shit up. <laughs> oh, no. Don't worry, it was a big lawn. Okay, it took cool. a while. <laughs> um, yeah, I think for uh, for me, I mean, the standout album for me in August was obviously um, Pocket Full of Kryptonite <laughs> <laughs> by the Spin Doctors. <laughs> um, Really, if you're going to talk about Metallica and Pelgrim, you can't talk about them without talking about the Spin Doctors. Um, yeah, because Little Miss, would, Little, Miss, Little, Miss, be? Little Miss can't be wrong. It's basically the prototype for Nothing Else Matters. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, I've heard all these words come out of your mouth. Ma- I don't know what you're saying. Don't forget. This is the other one. Massive Attack. Came out oh, with massive album. Attack? I didn't know this was Massive Attack. Wow. This album's amazing. Um, is it? Or yeah. is this song really good? No, the and entire the... album's awesome. I love it. Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> this song. I listened to the whole thing. I was like, oh, I didn't know this was Massive Attack. Bye, Paul. <laughs> I didn't know that Massive Attack had been around this long. Me either. 1991? What, what year did they start? Uh, I guess 1991. Let's have a look. Where's he gone? <laughs> is this our podcast now? Yeah, it is. He stormed out because uh, I didn't like Massive Attack's album, which is fair. You've upset him. It doesn't take much. You've met him. Uh, yeah. So that's all we've got for living in the past today. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> I don't want to know what you said. <laughs> so that was their first album. That was Massive Attacks. Wow. Yeah, love it. Um, uh, it's okay. What's okay. your favourite song off of 10? Uh, generally Deep. Yeah, righto. You don't know what that is, do you? No, I know. I oh. I actually know the album quite well. Oh, do you know it as well as you know the Black album? Oh, I actually think I don't know either of them as well as I probably should. I'm well, stressed that I don't know it at all. I'm so you're just going through the other releases. We had a uh, Young MC Skin Yard, which was like, oofed. <laughs> yeah, what a title. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also had. Uh, Cypress Hill came out with their first album. Wow! Um, with a really good um, version of How I Could Just Kill a Man. It was really? Good. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Um, Mr. Bungle, who gives a fuck? Um, Excuse me? <laughs> the Which answer, album? The answer is no one. We also have Vanessa Williams. Oh. Which Bungle album, though? Shh. Listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Say the best of the last. Um, I don't know. 
Caras- Carousel? Yeah, I'll find out for you. Did you already mention Babes in Toyland? Is the self-titled Mr. Bungle album. Okay, cool. Uh, Babes in Toyland, yes. We also had Blur. I just looked that album up and there was, there was no bangers on it, so skip. Uh, <laughs> it didn't have song two on it, so no. didn't listen to it. Or Park are you a, Life. Are you a Blur fan? Nah. Anyway, um, nah, she, there was great songs on here. We got um, She's a High, Bang. We got um, There's No Other she, Way. Sorry, what? She's so high and bang and there's no other way. It's Separate awesome. those a bit more next time, Paul. Okay. <laughs> She's so high, bang. <laughs> um, I really like Blur and I'll be talking more about them when uh, let's do them. We'll to- Toad the Wet Sprocket. No. 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 What? We've covered them before. I thought this we were done with this. Banger. <laughs> <Fuck's> sake. <laughs> Um, what? <laughs> uh, and Neil Diamond had an album. Wow. Okay. Um, with that, Walk in the Ocean by Total. I, I once played in a band and they had a song called um, Run to the Ocean. And um, oh, I feel really bad. So, actually, I don't. Um, <clears throat> so they didn't have a bass player. So I said, like, I'll come and play bass for you. And um, they lauded this guy who wrote this song called Run to the Ocean. He's like, oh, this amazing songwriter. And I think the, the chorus went, run to the ocean, run to the sea, where I can be me. And I was like, this is, this is the first time I've jammed with these guys. And the lead singer already doesn't like me for some reason. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a very likable guy. I understand that. And then I said, oh, it kind of sounds like um, from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> run to the ocean, run to the sea, where I can be me. I said, it's kind of like that whole Sebastian Crab sort of thing. Yeah. Thinking like, break the ice. I don't know whether you've been in a room and all the sound just flows out of it like <laughs> a really second and everyone's looking at you and like many times um, and it's not the fact I don't know whether like it was a thing of like uh, how dare he say that about the song I think the three other dudes in the room were like I kind of wanted to say that and now someone said it and suffice to say I was, I was in the, the band for a little bit but like the lead singer and I never saw I die wow how did the exit interview go? Um, we asked to leave. Did you leave? Did they pretend that they broke up? I believe <laughs> they played a show, and I was like, "Oh, you played a show? Hmm, I'm not. I'm not. I didn't do that." <laughs> and yeah, they just did. I think they just sort of like, "We don't we've, need you anymore." We've all been there. Goodness yeah. me. Um, I've made a quiz for you because I, I, I assume that you're bigger fans of your. <laughs> Albums improve what they, what you were. We'll see. Yeah. Um, um, before we quiz, should we do awards? Because we've missed in the last two months. We have. Um, so we do an award every uh, every show. Um, Allegedly, I look. I'm a bit hard. I, I don't know. You're, You're a bit hard right now. I'm a bit hard <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to give it to Toad the Wetsbrook. <laughs> Fuck's sake! Goodness <laughs> me! Why did I even bring it up? Um, <laughs> I need to go back to May because I didn't give one in May. No. Um, okay. So my May award went to David Crosby in Backdraft. Okay. Just because he was there. <laughs> so him just being there can be a thing now. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, my the ju- award for turning up Yeah. <laughs> goes to David Crosby. Because some of those awards. <laughs> <laughs> my June award is for David Burns' The Forest. Ugh, okay. It's such a nice little you right. know, atmospheric album. Yep. Um, and this month it goes to Julie Warner for being Julie Warner. So you saw boobs and they're like, I'm gonna no, give not about her boobs. I just think she's really nice. You know, I'm gonna give it to Mark J. Fox for the rest of the for year for being a sleaze for the rest of the year for being a sleaze <laughs> and winning. Time. My he gets my award all the time. <sighs> um, so I thought, so I'll give you the ten quiz and you the black quiz. But actually, I'm gonna do it the other way around. So you're gonna get the ten quiz and you're gonna get the black quiz. Yes. <laughs> Wait, can I, I feel like I'm gonna. And I realize now. That I was pointing at you and saying you and you, and it's an audio podcast. Yeah, but I celebrated. <laughs> yes. Because I'm so, getting the 10 quiz. So, Can I buzz in, though? Uh, I will, if, oh, okay. I need a buzzer. Do you no, wanna, you don't get a buzzer. Do you, you want to get a buzzer on your phone? or you got... No, I'll be right. Um, you can, if he doesn't know the answer, then you can okay. do that annoying noise. You don't have to do the noise. You could just say the answer. Um, okay. So, <laughs> so translation, translation uh, Ben Pearl Jam fan gets black. Metallica album quiz and vice versa. <sighs> so we'll start off with the Pearl Jam. So Andy, your first question is: which Can you do it in Glenn Ridge's voice? <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> um, which band did Pearl Jam's Jeff Amon and Stone Gossard play in before Pearl Jam? Temple of the Dog? No. As, I mean, there's multiple answers. That's a bit unfair. Well, no. It's um, Temple of the Dog is... Well, Mother Love Bone or Green River? Yes, Mother Love Bone was the only answer I was looking for. Okay. Mother Love Bone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy you didn't do the... You're welcome. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, ben, your first Metallica question. Fuck. Leading up to recording, Metallica band began to write shorter songs than those on the previous four albums. Why? A. They wanted Ooh. to fit more songs on the album. B. James Hetfield had trouble remembering long songs. Or C. The crowds at the shows were getting bored. Definitely C. It is. <laughs> wow! There is a quote. There's a quote from Kirk Hammett saying, oh, "We were playing. Uh, it was on the Injustice for All tour, and I looked out, and there was a lot of long faces um, getting through these uh, song, these really long songs. So they started chopping down their song. You mean the faces weren't just melted by Kirk's retiring? <laughs> so that is uh, Ben one and Andy zero. What bullshit? <laughs> yeah, can, can, you, can you count? It's two nil. Well, uh, yeah. two, two nil. Andy. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Jeff Amon and Stone Gossard made a demo tape to send to Eddie Vedder to see if he wanted to join the band. Which other Seattle band's drummer did they use on the demo, and what is that drummer's name? I'm going to say Nirvana, Dave Grohl. No. <laughs> but then there are no other drummers in Seattle. Sort <laughs> <laughs> of, do you? <laughs> Would that be Soundgarden's Matt Cameron? Yes, it is. It doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how pretty competitive you are. <laughs> okay. You're just going to uh, scomo it like, no, didn't happen. <laughs> um, your second Metallica question, Ben. Uh, Lars, Kirk and Jason Newstead, um, rude face, uh, <laughs> were going through the same... They were all going through a particular thing during the recording of the Black Album. Was it A, drug rehabilitation... B, divorce. C, bankruptcy. Menopause. <laughs> B? It is. They're all going through divorces. I Why mean... does he get multiple choice questions and I get this, like, <laughs> pick a man in Seattle? I assume, I assume that you knew a lot about music. <laughs> and I was wrong. And that's on me. You said that you liked Pearl Jam's 10 as much as you did Black, did you not? Although I do feel... I enjoy winning, but I feel bad that... I can guess out of three. Yeah. <laughs> there is a there is a guess out of three. Oh, good, for you. good. Actually, there's two in a row now. Here you go. Okay. <laughs> you better get it, Andy. You better get it. The band refused to make a video for which song off of ten? A. Oceans. B. Garden. Or C. Black. Um, black. Yes. Yay. Nice. Andy's yeah. uh, off the board. Because uh, someone came up to Jeff Amon saying, hey, your video for Jeremy ruined my liking of that song. And uh, then Jeff and Eddie said, like, we don't want to be remembered for our videos. And, and also the content of the song, um, Eddie didn't want to make a video for it. So that is why. Nice. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which of these songs on Metallica's Black Album? Does Kirk Hammett not play on? Ooh. A. The the God that failed. B. Nothing else matters. C. The Unforgiven. I actually feel like I knew this one in high school. I obviously don't know it now. No. Um, but I'm gonna say nothing else matters. It is correct. Fuck yeah. Really? He learnt it just before the tour started because he had to do the intro because I think James was like gonna. It was hard for him to sing and play at the same time. I yeah. think. But on the actual studio recording, there's only one song. The other song is from one of their early albums. I can't remember what it was. But yeah, there's two songs that hit that Kirk Hammer doesn't play on. Wow. Okay. Is that a 4-1 now? Okay. <laughs> Settle down. It must be. Okay. Three, no, 3-1, sorry. Three Pearl one. Jam's 10. The album's title is a reference to A, a 10-foot high wave that Eddie had ridden. B, the number of on the jersey of a basketballer. C, 10 in astrology means independence and limitless potential, which the band firmly, firmly believed in. What was it? I'm 
I'm going to go with the 10-foot wave. It's the number on the jersey of a basketballer. Wow, which basketballer? Mookie Blaylock, which, is the sound, which was the name of their band before. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, didn't, I couldn't give you the name of the uh, player because I thought they would give it away. It wouldn't have. <laughs> this has not gone how I expected. <laughs> okay. Good. I, I don't like being um, overestimated. Okay, good. Cool. How many questions have you got left? Uh, there is two each. Should we switch it? So nope. Andy can have... Oh, do you want to switch it? No. Nah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. He's also stubborn. Let, let's just go terribly. It's fine. How many collective years has the Black Album been on the Billboard 200 charts? Fucking, I know this one. A, 10, B, 5, C, 12. Billboard 200 charts? The Billboard 200 charts. Five. Piss off. Who's buying that shit now? It's one of the first... Dude, I went to Sanity. A lot of people Is it one of the first albums. or like one of a few who yep. have collectively made it over 500, 550 weeks? 550 weeks in 2019. Mm. So I offered you to swap. You could have had that point. I couldn't have had that question though. Yeah. That, what? No, we, it would have been swapping now. Okay. Huh? <laughs> How many countries has 10 been certified platinum in? Ooh, I don't know that one. No multiple choice now. Not even a multiple choice. Uh, okay. Six, ten, eight. Eight. Yes. I knew that because you didn't do it in <laughs> numerical order. <laughs> <laughs> Australia, seven times platinum. New Zealand, six times platinum. Canada, seven times platinum. Denmark, three times platinum. Italy and Belgium, one each. UK, three times platinum. Platinum and US 13 times platinum. Wow. How many times did a black go platinum? Once. Never. <coughs> Didn't it? I don't think it did actually. I couldn't find the How could it be on the billboard charts for know. I just asked the questions. Okay, I'm going to go through <laughs> Maybe you should have asked the, the right <laughs> questions, mate. I'm going to go through the track listing of the black album and I want uh. you to pick the five singles from the track listing. Okay. Damn it, Andy, you should have said them before. Yeah, that's why I stopped. <laughs> okay, so, Enter Sandman. Yes. Sad but true. No. Holier than. I'm going to give you the aggregate total at the end. So. Holier than thou. No. The Unforgiven. Yes. Wherever I may roam. Yes. Don't tread on me. No. Pause. Let's talk about Don't Tread on Me for a sec. Ooh. Because. Trivia? That snake on the front cover, do you know where that's from? Is it a Civil War thing? It's the Don't Tread on Me far right uh, gun lobby flag. <gasps> Is it? Um, Knowingly? Yeah. Oh. Oh, dear. Um, so they saw it as like... <laughs> I so drew for the a, snake. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so <laughs> don't take my guns away from me. Um, wow. So uh, they, with their Injustice for All... They realised on that tour that they're, they're apparently they were sort of polarising... They realised they didn't want justice for all, they just wanted it for the right. <laughs> um, they they realised they were polarising a section of their fans who thought that they were anti-war. And they were saying, like, we don't share... Like um, James Hetfield came out and said, like, oh, we don't actually like have a side, we're just making music, which I think is a, such a cowardly fucking statement. Uh. Um, so he... Um, this one was like, they use the Don't Tread On Me state snake... Um, uh, it's called the Gadsden flag. Wow. Um, and it's, it is to go it's back to ordinarily the, a yellow um, yeah. background with a, a black snake drawn um, on it. Yeah. Very much used by people from the far right and usually about taking their guns away. Wow. Um, now, when you look at the Wikipedia page for the um, track Don't Trouble Me, I always love, you've got the usual thing, music and lyrics, live performances. Whenever a um, track on an album says there's a cougar incident... There's an incident is an incident involving a cougar. Read it, Paul. Read it. And I am going to, sh to share that with you right now. Not in Glenn Ridge's voice. In okay, <laughs> in 2019, D. Gallant of Duncan, British Columbia, Canada, was walking her dog on a logging road near the town where she realised a cougar was approaching them. After shouting did not make it go away, she selected "Don't Tread on Me" as the loudest song on her cell phone, and when she played it, the cougar left. <laughs> The following week after news of the event had spread, uh, James Hetfield gave her a phone call. I just think that the cougar didn't want her to take her gun, his gun away from her. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. 
Wow. Um, so yeah, I think every Wikipedia entry should have a cougar incident on it. Yeah. <laughs> also have the uh, transcript transcript from that phone call. Oh man. Because that sounds like the most awkward cougar. phone call. <laughs> Through the never. Hang on. So we've got Entertainment Man, Unforgiven. Yep. Um, wherever I'm, I may roam. Yep. Through the never. No. Nothing else matters. Yes. Of Wolf and Man. Come back to it. The God that failed. No. My friend of misery. No. These fucking titles. <laughs> the struggle within. No. <laughs> Dick of my guns. Um, you've missed one. So you got four. The one I went back to was the after nothing else matters. I think. No. It's not that one. It is sad but true. The second track. <sighs> so yeah. Yeah, yeah! Andy, Andy wins. <laughs> I didn't. I, I forgot to tell you that that last one was all or nothing. And, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a winner takes it all. Yeah, yeah, it so it deducted say. me my four points. Uh, yep. Oh. Look. I don't make the rules. In my heart, I won. I don't know the rules. You do make the rules. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for coming. <laughs> thanks for having me. That yeah. was a fun one. Yeah, we had, we had a good time. I'm, had a good time? I'm I had a good like, time. Uh, quietly outraged about Metallica... And they're like gun lobbying. We ways. have a, we have a mutual friend, uh, Bob. Yes. Who I, um, he should have done this episode. Well, we we were on a we were on a road trip. Uh, we were playing in our, in our band Profiteers, and I casually mentioned how I don't like Red Hot Chili Peppers anymore, for the reasons that I don't like Red Hot Chili Peppers anymore. And I thought it was just like a you know, he probably knows this. I didn't realize how much of that affected me. Like he really didn't. Like, he, he was like a big Chili Peppers fan. Yeah. So I again now I'm ruining another band for him, and I don't know how many more I can go through. I mean, through. to be fair, the Chili Peppers ruined themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, I know that, but I'm just like, I'm sorry, Bob. I don't mean to keep going through, and I'm not. I'm not funny. It. It's just history happens. Is this like if someone was to look into it? Is this a case where they made a very conscious choice that? They love guns. No, I or is think, this just like this is a cool logo? No, I think they did it for coolness factor, but then they're not. I believe that they knew exactly what they were doing, and but to go on record saying like, "Oh, hey, we don't we don't have a dog in this fight," like you do. That that is you know, the standard you walk by is the standard you accept. If yeah. you say that, "Oh, I don't care either way," yeah, then you're making a choice there, yeah. and you're. Uh, endorsing something without saying yes I actively yeah. endorse you know what I mean don't like, don't be that extreme and then not have the balls to go like I like I mean I, I mean not that I respect it if they did but like at least I'll be like well I can't call you a fucking coward cause it, like, yeah because if you're going to sit on the fence actually sit on the fence and have your album cover yeah. just be black yeah <laughs> and don't have any logos on it yeah and not pick like, then you're on you the know, fence not pick arguably like the worst one of the worst one of the worst songs you could put on an album. <laughs> and how many um questionable logos has Pearl Jam used on their album covers? Have they used know. anything offensive or no. right wing at all? No? No. Ah. Points to Ben. <laughs> 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 if you want to get in touch with ben, us. You won. Hey. You won the quiz. Well done. Right. It was all or nothing. You lost. Um, <laughs> if you want to get in touch with us, uh, living the past pod at gmail.com. Check us out on Instagram. You can also uh, check out the films we've been watching on Letterboxd, uh, follow me. <laughs> PD Lumsden. Um, check out Andy. Are you on Letterboxd? Yeah, yeah it is. You yeah. are. What's your Letterboxd? What's your Letterboxd? Uh, it's probably Coffee X Blood. Yep. And that's uh, or, or Benjamin CTR. Yeah, Benjamin Find CTR. us both. Um, uh, check out our Spotify playlist for the um, uh, for the, this month, Living the Past podcast, August 1991. Banger. Um, um, and also check out Let's Go uh, Ghost Bat. Is that out yet? That's not out yet. Uh, it should be out by the time this episode comes out. Okay. So I'll be putting out a new song. Um, it's really just uh, on, on my bandcamp. Uh, yeah, on my bandcamp, ghostbat.bandcamp.com. Yep. Just a little place to um, record or keep music that, that I make for me. I've heard it. It's amazing. Oh, and I'm not, blowing, I'm not blowing smoke like it's actually really really good <laughs> <laughs> thanks bro um, also uh, you can check him out at um, as you know from my spiel at the end of the episode but I'll say it here too um, uh, antigold at bandcamp.com yep antigold.bandcamp.com that's my music for other people yep <laughs> and um, check out you know you can also check out Profiteers and um, when the nasty comes out 
It's uh, two saxophones and a drummer, and it's I'm excited. It's it's a fun time. We I are love, recording at the moment, yeah. and um, yeah, hopefully we can get that finished soon. I love what you do. Thanks, bro. Um, thanks for coming on. Um, come back again next season. I will with yeah. some new music for for the podcast. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. We're gonna. Yeah. Yeah, I heard the other guy that was doing music wasn't very good. We got some some stuff in the works, so yeah. Um, So until next time, we'll uh, catch you later. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you once again for listening to Living in the Past. Got some awesome people to thank at the end of the show here. Andrew Golding does our music for us. You can check out his stuff at www.antigold.bandcamp.com. Rebecca Sheedy, she does our artwork. You can check out her stuff on Instagram at Mild Scribbling. Send us an email at livingthepastpod at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram. You can check out letterbox.com following PD Lumsden and check out the movies that we've been talking about this season. You can check out the music we've been talking about on the podcast by going to Spotify and searching Living in the Past podcast and then the month that you want to check out. Want to help us grow the show? Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Or tell your neighbour, tell your friend, tell your mother. It all helps. And until next time, as we always say, sit back, look back and relax. Relax.